What is up, Bad Bitch Collective? I'm Haley with Strong as Hail, and for the past five years, I've been helping fitness-loving women eat to fuel their performance, ditch restrictive dieting, and get strong as hail. This podcast is your ultimate destination for unfiltered conversations about nutrition, training, mindset, and so much more. With a mission to create a culture of empowered women who embrace their strength, live confidently, and prioritize their wellness, I am so honored that you are here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Alrighty, guys, gals, welcome to another episode of the Bad Bitch Collective podcast. And it is officially spooky season, my bad bitches. And we are going to have a quick and serious chat about it. I'm going to say this at least 10 times in this episode. So here I am to get the first one out of the way. But the scariest thing about this season shouldn't be candy. And let me say it slower so you hear exactly what I'm saying. The scariest thing this spooky season should not be candy. And I know what is already going through your head because I've been there. I've been in your shoes. I know exactly what you're feeling right now. And right now you are scared shitless over all the candy coming up. You're giving yourself your mantras about how you'll be strong this Halloween season. You'll only have one piece of candy this year. You'll keep it out of sight if you have kids so that you won't binge on their candy this year. But I'm going to tell you right now, the candy is not the issue. The way that you treat and view food is the issue here. And here is what I mean. You view sweets as something that are bad. They're not good for you. You shouldn't have them. And there's something that will never be good for you. And where do these beliefs come from? Well, for most of us, it comes from these passed down ideologies that carbs are bad. They make you fat. Being fat is bad and means we're a failure or less worthy of love. And so there is this fear of candy and a fear of an entire food group. And so our brains create this nasty little correlation that eating candy makes you a failure or less worthy of love. Not necessarily your fault that this belief has been passed down and deeply programmed into our brains, but it is our fault if we don't address it and fix it. Because here is a little phenomenon that our brains are responsible for. I call it the red button syndrome. We've all seen it in the movies. There's this big red button. Pushing it means ending the world. And there is always that one scene where someone says, under no circumstances should you ever push this button. And the next thing that happens is someone pushes the freaking button. The end of the world begins, and then someone has to stop it. Your food rules and all of the things that you tell yourself you can't and shouldn't have are the red button. Meaning it's inevitable for you to crash and burn, eat it, and then overconsume it. You push the red button, and then the crash consumption becomes the end of the world. But again, the scariest thing about the season shouldn't be candy. So you're probably asking, well, what do I do, Haley? How do I fix it? Do you really think that I was going to not tell you how to fix it? Like, come on, of course we're going to talk about it. So here is what we need to do in order to avoid the candy scaries this Halloween season. And it's probably not what you think. You are going to give yourself unconditional permission to eat the candy. 
Now, does this mean that I'm telling you to go stick your face in your kid's candy and just start inhaling until it's all gone? No. But what I am telling you is this. When you tell yourself that you can push the red button or have the candy in this case, the novelty or the desire to push the red button goes away. The tendency to binge the candy goes away when you give yourself unconditional permission to have it. When you look at the candy button, when you look at the candy bucket, excuse me, and you tell yourself you can have any piece of candy anytime you want, the desire to eat a piece of candy every time you pass the bowl goes away. The second thing we need to do to reframe this vendetta against candy that we have created is we have to reframe the value of candy in our mind. I don't know if you know this, but candy can be one of the best pre-workout foods on the planet. It is such a simple, fast digesting carbohydrate that your body can break candy down so easily and so incredibly quickly for quick energy so that you can use that during your workouts. This doesn't necessarily really include chocolate just because they're not as simple to break down as something like Sour Patch Kids, Sweet Tarts, Skittles, Nerd Clusters, etc. And fun fact, these are all of my favorite candies, like chef's kiss. But if we can use them as quick digesting sources of energy, why not use that to our advantage around this time of year when they tend to be more prevalent? And my favorite thing to do during this time of year is skip all the pre-workout supplements and weird food things that we do for a pre-workout. And I grab two to three pieces of my favorite candy and eat them before I go work out. And it seriously has led to some of the best workouts of my life. And I have hit PRs around this time of year for the past few years, which is really cool. Like I literally just hit a new 10 rep max back squat yesterday and I haven't squatted in a hot minute but I have had some candy. So how can something that can be so valuable given the right context be evil or bad? And the third thing that you can do to avoid the Halloween candy scaries is this, and you are going to have to excuse my French because the name of this framework is a little abrasive, but it is effective. So cover little ears or maybe pause this until little ears aren't around, but the third thing that you can do is follow the fuck yes or fuck no framework. And this is one of my absolute favorite frameworks that I have learned over the years. And this not only applies to special occasions or holidays, but to life. Because if you are anything like me, sometimes you eat just to eat. It's like cathartic in a way, like chewing gum, or it can be something really like unproductive and be used as a coping mechanism for stress, avoiding awkward food conversations. You know, the ones where, Grandma Sue is like, why aren't you eating my potato salad at Christmas? And it's like, I'm just going to eat it because I want to avoid this. Or I'm just going to eat whatever my friends are eating because I want to avoid them being like, why aren't you having this? You know what I'm talking about. Those societal pressures that lead you to eating something that you're not necessarily really wanting to eat. And so this framework makes it very simple, makes it black and white. And it goes like this. If it isn't a fuck yes, it is a fuck no. If this piece of candy isn't something that literally lights you up from the inside out and gets you excited for it and you're like, fuck yes, I have got to have this, then eat it. Green light, pass go, collect 200. 
If it is anything but that, it is a fuck no. If you're like, meh, maybe. If you're like, I guess I'd like that. If you're like, it's okay. If you're like, I just kind of, I guess I'll eat it. The answer is fuck no. And you know what things you do and do not want to eat. Yet we let outside influences or distractions hold us back from doing what we really want to do or eating what we really want to eat. You know what you want to eat. You know if the pumpkin Reese's is what you have been looking forward to since last October. That is a fuck yes food. Eat it. Enjoy it. Savor it. But if you see a Milky Way and you're like, I guess this would be a good substitute, but it's not really what I want. It's a fuck no. So don't waste your time on it. Don't waste the guilt on it. Don't waste the energy on it. Go find another pumpkin Reese's. And the last and final thing that we can do to avoid the candy scaries this Halloween is enjoy the candy you do have. Savor it. Take in the flavors. Appreciate it for its function and its purpose in your life. You don't have to scarf it down and give yourself mouth ulcers like I used to do with sweet tarts from how many and how quickly I just consume them in as little time as possible. Be present with it. Allow yourself to slow down and enjoy it. There is always going to be more candy. You can always go to the store and get more any time of the year. It's okay. And I'm going to share a personal example of how this framework has worked into my life. I love candy. Fun fact, if you do not know that about me. I love candy. It is one of my favorite things on the face of this planet because it holds a very special place in my heart in regards to my relationship with my father. When I did have him in my life, our thing was that we would go to the store, we would pick out a piece of candy together and we would share it on the walk back to our house. And that's like a very vital integral memory that I have growing up as a kid. And so candy is just very near and dear to me. I love it. But when I first started my very first diet and became, you know, Haley, the diet control freak, I told myself candy was bad. It was evil. I couldn't have it. It would make me fat. It would ruin my goals. Stay away. Do not pass go. Do not collect 200. And so anytime one of my brothers would come back from Halloween with Halloween candy or candy in general, like just going to the store and coming back with candy, I was that annoying older sister who would eat the entire bucket of candy. And my mom and my brothers would get so mad at me because I would eat every freaking piece until it was gone to the point where my brothers would hide candy from me. Like it was that bad. And this even persisted into adulthood. I ate myself sick of candy my freshman and sophomore year of college because of how strict and disciplined I was over candy. And so when it was put in front of me, I would binge it until I was absolutely miserable and sick on it. However, over the past couple of years, I decided that I love candy so much that I want it to be a part of my life. And that if I use it to my advantage, I can actually get a lot of really cool things out of candy. So the past two years after Halloween, my husband's mom still gives us Halloween candy every single year, which has slowly kind of turned this into one of my favorite times of year because she gets me a gigantic bag of Skittles. But we dump all of our candy in a bowl that sits on our counter. And over the following years, I've been implementing and using this framework where I give myself unconditional permission to eat the candy. I only talk about the value of candy and I only use or tolerate language that aligns with that. 
if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no for me. And I thoroughly enjoy it and allow myself to experience candy when I do have it. And by doing these four simple things, that candy bowl will sit on my counter until January with barely a dent on it. And this was not the case up until two years ago. And then in January, I finally decided to throw it all away because I'm like, wow, that's been sitting there for a long time. I'm never going to eat that. Because I eat the pieces I like and I enjoy and savor them when I want. And the rest aren't candy that are fuck yeses for me or that I care passionately about. So I don't eat them. And I've had no trouble with candy ever since. Even if I grab a bag of nerd clusters from the candy aisle when grocery shopping, because it happens, because I love those things. So use this four-part framework to overcome your Halloween candy scaries this year. And don't let the scariest thing this spooky season be candy. It shouldn't be that way. <laughs> there are like way scarier things out there right now, like clowns and chainsaws and haunted houses, or, you know, like, even real life murderers and serial killers and podcasts about that stuff that makes you really cringy and really uh, on edge all the time. You know, I went through that phase and I had to stop listening to scary podcasts because of that. But if you have enjoyed this podcast episode and want to hear more or follow along, hit the subscribe button, follow along. But I want to know from you, what is your favorite and your least favorite candies? It can be from either this time of year or just in general. I want to know. So shoot me a dit. So shoot me a DM on Instagram. You can find the link to my profile in the show notes. And I cannot wait to hear what your favorite candy is. See you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Hopefully you got some value. If you did and you want to learn more about how Strong as Hail can help you achieve all your health and fitness goals, DM me on Instagram at strong.as.hail for more information and I'll be in touch. See you next time.